Welcome to Founders and Friends Podcast. Before we get to our guests, special shout out to Cruise Consulting. We do all your startup accounting, startup taxes, and tons of consulting work, kind of whatever comes up, like financial models, budget actuals, maybe some state registration, sales tax, VC, due diligence support, whatever comes up for your company, we're there for you. 750 clients strong now, $10 billion in capital raised by our clients. I can't believe it. $2 billion this year. It's been a crazy, awesome year. So check us out at cruiseconsulting.com. And now on to our guest. So when your troubles are mounting in tax or accounting, you go to cruise. Founders and friends, it's Cruise Consulting. Founders and friends with your host, Scotty Owen. Welcome to Founders and Friends Podcast with Scott Owen of Cruise Consulting. And today, my very special guest is Jonathan Grant of Osano. Welcome, Jonathan. Thanks, Scott. So this is this is amazing. Let's first retrace your career. Tell everyone how you had the idea to join Osano and how, how you're helping to build this company. And then we'll talk about how we ended up on this podcast together. Awesome. So my long, uh, winding journey to Osano, I was working at PwC out of college in New York, dropped everything to move to San Francisco when my a good buddy from high school opened up a wine bar and said, hey, maybe I could use some help. Uh, I got my job transferred, thinking it would kind of feed the need. I had to do something more entrepreneurial. It ended up fueling it a lot more. So I got to San Francisco working at PwC, did not last long, had heard about startups and tech and didn't know anything about that. Found a company that had raised some money and the founder had worked uh, at PayPal uh, in the heyday. I was like, hey, let me try this out. Um, we'll see, you know, it'll be an interesting learning experience. Uh, so I was hired as a financial analyst at Yammer and got to work really closely with David Sachs. Uh, and wow, my, awesome. my, my joke is like, you know, back in the days of SaaS when there was like two blog posts, like David Scott uh, and like, you know, uh, instead of like the Church, millions right? of, yeah, exactly. Instead of the millions yeah, of blog yeah, yeah, posts yeah. now. So we were all learning like the business of SaaS at the same time. And it was such an awesome experience uh, being able to work really closely with him. And, you know, Yammer, I was there for 15 months. We raised a bunch of money and got acquired by Microsoft. And I've been pretty much looking for another version of that ever since and haven't been able to find it. I've had some really interesting learnings along the way. Joined a bunch of other Yammer execs at a, co a video conferencing tool that uh, was we were pitched as like ready to grow, but ended up being more of a turnaround. Then rejoined uh, Saks and a bunch of other Yammer folks at Zenefits, uh, yeah, built out yeah. their initial finance team and saw the crazy rocket ship uh, that went up high and came down fast as well. Yeah, which we was were one of your bigger partners, I think. Yep. Cruise, yep. like we were, you know, and now we're still really close to Rippling. A lot of the team went over to Rippling, but uh, totally, yeah. totally. I, you know, I have lots of thoughts about my time there. We could probably do thirty minutes on that. The business model was just—it's <laughs> ingenious. It was—it was something that small businesses needed, but weren't willing to put the 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 budget behind. And I understood that, and it was a really interesting way of solving that problem. And you learn that going too fast is 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 an issue too. And you learn that there's just a yeah. natural pace that companies and organizations can grow. And this is where I really liked finance because finance was strategic finance was uh, implemented at Zenefits uh, at 400 people, but there was already so much underinvestment in other areas so that we couldn't keep up. And by the time you get the feedback that like, hey, this isn't working, it's it's too late a lot of times. Yeah. So. I also, when you're, I, 
one of my business school professors said this, which I always thought was, he was a, he was like a innovation consultant. And he's always would say one of the, one of the groups I interview first when I go into a company is the finance team, because they actually can follow all the money and cash and ops through everything. And so they have this like very abstract visualization of what the company is doing, what's working, what's not working and how it can get improved. So like that, that spot inside of Zenefits was probably fascinating to, to be in. It was super interesting. And, that, and I, I wrote a blog post about this afterwards, which is like, I think strategic finance is an amazing place to learn how businesses work because you're a layer across the entire company and trying to tell every different function how they fit into the puzzle. And knowing that like, why can't we hire more engineers? It's like, well, because our sales team needs to be at a certain size and producing to be able to afford a larger engineering team. And if your engineering team's too large, then you don't have enough you know, revenue producers and your burn gets too high, which shortens your runway. And it's all these like relatively simple, yeah. simple algebra formulas, but like, and, and it's hard because like I usually do it at like a series A company where I can do it all in my head and I'm excited as Osano grows to really figure out how to democratize it and and communicate this out to the organization so that they understand. We're but, just talking about that with for Cruise internally because we're getting pretty big now, and like all of our business unit uh, people, you know, people run the businesses need to understand what everyone else is doing, but also what their financial right. constraints are. It's just so fascinating. You can't so, you can't so, make so you, you can only make so many long term bets at once, right? So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, and then after Zenefits, yeah, so I, I, I told you it's a long, a long journey. So after Zenefits, I went to Atomic. I really wanted to try my hand in VC. And I thought Atomic yeah, was an awesome yeah. way to get a bunch of at-bats. And, and it was, and it happened faster than I expected. So I was only at Atomic for a year where my role was ultimately building out the back office. It was probably building like a mini cruise within Atomic, yeah. helping founders focus on product market fit and distribution. And I, we, I had a team of people that did everything on the back end. Uh, but I, I didn't I, know that. Yeah. Like all the stuff. Wow. Yeah. So, but then I had, I, I finally got my opportunity to go into VC and I worked at Comcast Ventures focusing on enterprise software. Right. We did talk about that. And yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. very much realized it is a sales job. Uh, but, uh, and I was not prepared for it. Uh, but it was a really interesting experience. You know, listen, I got to work with amazing product founders, David Sachs, Parker Conrad, Jack Abraham. And I got to see some really interesting, interesting things companies doing really well, companies doing really well and then doing really poorly. And I thought I could take that to VC and I really love partnering with founders, uh, but just VC wasn't the right role to do that as a non-partner, right? My job was sourcing yeah. and, and getting the deals in, not necessarily being that like confidant and helping companies see around the corner. So ultimately went back yep. to operating, was at Mixmax for a couple of years, initially with just finance, but ended up actually building out an analytics team. I was responsible for HR and recruiting at one point, responsible for sales and customer success at one point. And that was a, a really interesting opportunity because we were kind of transitioning from, well, we made the transition while I was there of being you know, a VC-backed company to, hey, let's become a sustainable company and let's yeah, you know, yeah. get uh, burned to zero so that we can you know, write our own journey, uh, which was really interesting and happened you know, through the pandemic. Uh, the best thing I did at Mixmax was sublease one of our floors, March thirteenth, twenty twenty, the day before the pandemic. Oh my started. god! Like oh I just god. wanted like the best thing I did. That's amazing. And, well, yeah. I was just talking to Olaf today. Actually. Oh, nice, super nice guy, yeah. and he's 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 as good as it goes. Totally, totally. he's really cool. Totally. And then uh, and then Osano yeah. came uh, came a knocking. 
found it? Yeah, so Arlo and Scott, the founders of Osano, I actually met while I was at Comcast Ventures and they were building a remote business. It seemed like their, the rationale and how they came up with the idea for Osano made a lot of sense. They had started a previous SaaS management business called MetaSaaS. And in all of their conversations, they sold that business and in all their conversations, CIOs and CISOs were asking about privacy risk. And so they ultimately focused on that. MetaSaaS, was that like a healthcare analytics company? No, MetaSaaS was like Xylo uh, or like Blissfully, anything that like manages all of the SaaS subscriptions within your organization. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I, and I wanted a remote company. My family relocated from the Bay Area to San Diego. I wanted multi-time founder. It was also relatively early, which was exciting for me uh, that someone wanted to invest in the finance function uh, before their Series A. So that's where I ended up joining. It's really nice. Like a lot of it has to do with like company building philosophy. Arlo's philosophy is hiring senior people to build out functions who are willing to get their hands dirty to build a strong foundation for company growth yep. um, versus hiring more junior folks to try to figure it out along the way. Um, and so we have a, a really great leadership team, which means that we've been able to bring in really great uh, people across the organization. We were remote from day one, so that's just how we operate. It wasn't like, it's not hybrid, it's not a different way of working. So people kind of self-select into that uh, environment and, and culture. You know, it's a lot of it is with any business idea, it's making sure that you're in the right place at the right time. And so data privacy regulations just becomes more com is increasingly complex and we're building the tools to take offload that complexities uh, for our customers. It's, it's an amazing product. So we got, we, we had hit this podcast because I would like probably a month ago was looking for a tool to solve our data privacy, like our website cookie stuff and all that. And a friend of mine recommended Osano. Uh, one of our other clients, who's a security company, Drada, recommended Osano. And then so I signed up, did the whole thing. By the way, folks, it's super easy. It's so easy. If I would have known how easy it was, I would have done it like two years ago. Uh, so please do this, and just it'll. You can do it in in half a day. You know, it's even easier than that. And then I was like, I was talking to one of the cruise people and they're like, oh yeah, Asana is a client. And it used to be, I knew every single client at cruise. <laughs> That's great. And I actually remember when you left Mixmatch, you're like, I'm going to this company, but I had just like not, not right. put it together, you know? And I snuck and back I, into cruise. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I'm like, and it's a good, nice thing for us. We're bigger now, yeah. but like, it was so cool. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I emailed you and the CEO as Arlo yeah. CEO and was like, oh my gosh, I'm using you guys. And you, I got it up and running in one day and thank you so much. Yeah. So it's just, so I was like, let's go do the podcast. Cause this is like something I love to promote, but it, it, it's so easy. It, it really, it's just nice. And it, it's the whole I remember every time I'd go to our website, I'd be like, I wonder if we need to have the cookie thing up. And right. You know, when do I need to do that? You know, it was just it's in the tough. My, back of my subconscious all this time. And now we're covered. Now Osana covers us. It's great. Well, I, one thing I forgot to add is actually at my last company, I was the data privacy officer or data protection officer. And oh, it was yeah. something that yeah. I just dreaded. Uh, so knowing, going to Osano, I knew I would not have to do that role again. Yeah. <laughs> so that was another reason why I joined. Well, you're doing it for us yeah. too. That's, it's really great. But so for people who don't know, it's like a SaaS solution that basically you drop some code into your website. You know, we have like a content management system that runs our website and, and boom, and we tested it a bunch. There's a really cool, I maybe talk, maybe talk about the product a little bit, but there's a really cool dashboard 
and you can see like click different parts of the world and it automatically kind of makes you compliant for you know where you're serving people and things like that and it was super intuitive i really i really liked the the, the process yeah I, I we really focused on so we think that uh the winner in the space is going to have a, a full functioning platform to deliver a, a, a privacy program for an organization so there are definitely other vendors out there that focus on different aspects of what constitute you know a, a privacy program it's kind of similar to security right where in the sense that you a lot of, you have a lot of different aspects that you need to to, to have in a, in a good spot and while we we think that one yeah. tool one pane of glass that works together is going to be super important at the end of the day a lot of these regulations which uh, offer up rights to individuals and businesses for the, the data that they're providing it's really the right to understand what what businesses have on you understand uh, whether you can ask them to, to delete it uh, ask them to change it out and ask them not to share it with other people and so the comp but now as companies are continuing to use all these third-party tools and share data across them it's increasingly hard to understand where that data lies who has access to it and so asano has built a suite of tools to allow you to do that the first tool that we built kind of our wedge for the platform which you know you're talking about scott is our consent management platform which is that annoying cookie banner that allows you ultimately saying you have rights and do you how do you want to exercise those rights do you want us to click yes and we'll continue to use your information for marketing or for analytics or do you want to click a couple of other buttons to say, no, please don't use this information. That information needs to be stored. Uh, it needs to be defensible in court. You have to respond yeah. in certain ways. And so Osana is building tools to allow for companies to comply with all these different regulations, right? So whether you're a business in, I'm going to get some of these examples wrong, but it's the gist of it. Someone who speaks Hindi in, Fr in France, you need to have the French laws or the French regulations delivered to you in Hindi or you are in Colorado, which is, you know, in the process of implementing a law and Virginia signed its own law and California, the CCPA has its own law that is up and running now. Yeah. Uh, and going, and there's going to be another aspects that, that comes live in January 1st. Uh, they all have slight differences, whether you have to opt in or opt out, or, you know, you have to respond to people in 48 hours or 72 hours. And similar to all of the tools that are being built today, there's no reason why each company needs to build this themselves. And so we're, we're, we're building yeah. it for companies to focus on what they do to delight customers. And we can take on that uh, regulation complexity. Yeah. You've, you've built like in the software, different methodologies or tracks or, you know, options to, to treat people who are in different locations, the, the appropriate way, which is so smart. And the one thing you, you mentioned about like the space, but it's also changing. Like it's, it's, and a, a guy like me and working with our lawyers really good and gave me a lot of high level stuff. But like, you know, this is this is something that's not my day job and I just need to get covered on it. Totally. And you guys, you get me going on that path, you know, and I think I think it was like pretty inexpensive. It was like one hundred dollars or I think I tried to I signed up for that and then tried to do the pro version for like another hundred dollars. But it's very, very affordable. And it's like, it's kind of like you were talking about investing in financials early on. It's the same thing, yeah. like just doing this stuff and making sure you're covered. It's not worth the procrastination. It's not worth the risk. It's not worth the cleanup totally. if you don't do it correctly. And so like, I just think this is a really, really great, great product. Companies buy insurance all the time to, 
you know, mitigate risks that they don't think will happen. And in, and buying Osada yeah. is pretty much the same thing. You can forego paying the $1,200 and take the risk, but it's much easier to just sign up and be in a good place. And what we really want to do as this space evolves is get to a place where similar to the SOC 2 report is creating some type of trust within the industry. Uh, we want people to understand and ask the questions about privacy and what are you doing with our data? Uh, I mean, Uber just came out and said that they had a breach and uh, you know, there's been vulnerability reports that have been leaked out. So uh, there's a lot, and the, the, the thing that was, you know, we couldn't have written on any or better ourselves, but uh, the attorney general uh, fined Sephora, the, make, you know, the, the cosmetics brand, $1.2 million yeah. a couple of weeks ago under the new CCPA and pretty much said like, wow. hey, if you're doing business in California, this is your wake up call to follow this. This isn't, this is not just something we're using to, to, uh, as a scare tactic, we're going to uh, enforce the, these regulations. Hey, it's Scott Horn at Cruise Consulting, taking a quick pit stop to give some of the groups at Cruise a big shout out. First up is our tax team. Amazing. They can do your federal and state income tax returns, R&D tax credits, sales tax help, anything you need for state registrations. They do it all. And we're so grateful for all their awesome work. Also, our finance team is doing amazing work now. They build financial models, budget actuals, and help your company navigate the VC due diligence process. I guess our tax team does that too on the tax side, but the finance team is doing great work. And then, you know, I think everyone kind of knows our accounting team is pretty awesome, but want to give them a shout out too. Thanks. And back to the guest. You know, the thing that got me going on just to start finally was Gunderson sent out an email to all, and we're not a Gunderson client, but I'm, I'm on their mailing list. Somehow. Gunderson's a like, customer of ours as well. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, they sent an email out everyone saying like, there's basically not, you know, like patent trolls, it's like, um, privacy troll, yeah. like it's a, it's a negative term, but like, it really doesn't need to be negative, but basically people litigating this stuff. And I was like, you know what? I'm just, I'm the kind of person I just want to take care of it before I even get into any of that. But CCPA is something what we're still a little bit small for that, but we're getting close. Right. So hopefully next year we'll be taking care of it and, uh, or it'll be, we'll be closer to the threshold, but your system like actually basically makes it, makes it very easy to comply. Yeah. yeah you got a winner here, man. I think this was a really good career choice. And I also really like how I like Arlo's thing about, um, investing in more seasoned people who know how to build something and put something together the right way the first time. Cause it does, it does kind of save a lot of headaches down the road. Yeah. And I think the companies can move faster when they do that because they've just got, they're, they're locked in. They, they're not learning on the job, so to speak. I think that's exactly that. I mean, I don't, listen, SaaS businesses are pretty well-oiled machines from a business model perspective at this point. So I do think finding someone who is willing to take, take that step back. I always joke around as we're recruiting people who are willing to kind of take a step back to go to an earlier stage company as, as masochists, right? Like, why do you want to go back to that point where you have like all of these things to do, but no resources to do it. But it does mean that you, you do kind of understand like, all right, here's what we need to do to, to get where we're going. Here are the things that don't really matter that much. Uh, here are problems yeah. we can solve later on. So it, it is really nice to have a team of people across the organization that have that same mindset. Yeah. What's your guys's, when you talk about Asano, like the, you know, the, I'm like on the starter service, right. but like what, what other 
kind of levels are there and what other things can you handle for a company? So, I mean, like I said, we handle all the different things needed to have a full functioning privacy program. So what you're talking about is our consent management platform, which, mm-hmm. which is usually what people come to first to start privacy. Privacy is not a like, you know, get one tool, get you up and running. You need to have that, uh, that cookie pop up, that platform to manage all the consents. There's also data discovery, understanding where the data that you have lies within your organization. So when people ask for it, you know where to get mm. it. There's what we call, it's called data subject access requests or DSARs. It's ultimately the ability for someone to say, hey, what do you have on me? But what, where it's a bit more complex is what I was mentioning earlier in the sense that you do need to respond within a certain amount of time. Uh, so we actually use yeah. AWS's blockchain technology to show that we are, uh, uh, the requests come in at a certain time frame, and we are responding, or our, our customers can respond in that time frame on AWS's blockchain yeah. so that it's irrefutable in, in court. And then the, and the next yeah. piece, that's amazing. And the next one, the last piece is vendor monitoring. You are responsible for your data supply chain. Oh, yeah. And so we think that the four, these four products together, are what is needed to build out a privacy program. I mean, listen, it's like HR laws, it's like sales tax laws. You're never 100% compliant, you're never done. But if you have these things up and running, the risk that you have for privacy regula- uh, privacy regulation infraction uh, is very minimal. Osano actually even has a, I think it's a $200,000 guarantee that if any fines happen while you're using Osano's product in obviously at its fullest capacity in the, the, the recommended settings, we will cover up to $200,000 worth of fines. Wow, and that's awesome. with all these regulations being you know relatively new, the, the Sephora example is the first I've heard, but usually what's happening is the, these regulators are saying, hey, we notice or we've gotten complaints, like you have 30 days to fix it or respond, not like you're guilty, uh, here's your fine. I mean, they're trying to help com- companies and and start that dialogue. There's also a point there you're talking about, which I think is you mentioned sales tax, and this is like for dealing with the IRS or states. People don't maybe always realize this, but regulators they they actually give you credit if you've taken steps and are trying to do the right yeah. thing. And maybe you messed it up, or maybe there's a uh, you know you missed something. But like being on that path towards getting fully compliant and trying and putting resources, they actually look at that because we we have this all the time with like we'll get on the phone with an IRS agent or state California, state Texas, Texas, whatever, right? And be walking them through like our client will get a notice, and we'll be walking them through what we did, what we messed up, or the client messed up, or whatever. And they give you the benefit of the doubt more often than not. And I think it's probably the same path that you're talking about, which is like, you know, there's the Sephora fine, which is like a shot across the bow. But there's probably so many more conversations happening on a daily basis where people are checking if they're doing it right or they're in compliance or they're getting a warning, but then they can fix it. It just it makes a lot of sense to to make the effort ahead of time. Totally. And I think that's why you see a lot of people with the cookie pop ups. Uh, I mean, you can actually even see sometimes where you hover over the button and you see that it's a link to nowhere. You know, that is kind of a way to say like, it's like having a sticker on your house that you have an alarm system with no alarm system. So, uh, so there's, there's like, listen, there's ways to say, Hey, we think we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, or we want to give you this, even, even in that situation, maybe you're not complying fully, but you're at least letting the user know. Like, hey, 
we do have cookies or we are tracking certain aspects. Like we want to let you know that, yeah. which is better than nothing. Right. So um, there's definitely yeah. different degrees. Uh, and like every, like we talked about before, every, every business views privacy uh, risk uh, differently. So they value it differently. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? Like a lot of times that value is driven by people not quite understanding two things what the ramifications are and how easy it is to, to fix it. And we see this in our business all the time. Like if companies just call us early on, they, they get on the right track the whole right. way. They're not. And, and I think it's the same thing for you guys. Like if they just knew how easy it was, they can implement it in a day and there's something they don't have to worry about. For, and, then, and then they can ride your product, right. your product cycle up as they get bigger and they're getting, I also just like your, your, I think, I don't know if it's weekly or what, but I get like a, some, a good content management. It's like content marketing, right. but it's like very helpful stuff. Every week I get an email from Asano talking about something new that I probably didn't come across my desk. And so I actually like that aspect of the service too. And I know it's like a reminder and it's probably good marketing and things like that, but it actually does provide value to me as a user. I mean, all of us are running businesses but we're also all users of all the, you know, all these different tools. So we, you know, we are yeah. stewards yeah. of individuals, PII, and we also provide our PII to all of these different businesses. So everyone has a direct example or a direct connection to these, you know, these privacy stories that are coming out. It's, it's great, man. Well, I need to respect your time here. Can you tell everyone how to reach out if they want to use Asana or just get the demo? I think I just got the demo. Yeah. And then I converted. Yeah, sure. So you can go directly to the website, osano.com, O-S-A-N-O.com. Uh, we have a freemium product. We also have self-serve. If you are looking for that full functioning privacy program, uh, we have an amazing implementation team and account management team to make sure that you're up and running. Uh, and I really believe that, you know, this is a complex topic. Similar that, you know, you hire someone to do your books, you hire someone to do your taxes, you hire someone to be a lawyer, why not offload the complexity of data privacy uh, to, yeah. to a vendor uh, who can help you and, and stay on top of it? Because like, as you mentioned, things are changing fast, you know, get to, we're getting to the place where there's, there's potential that there's 50 new or 50 different uh, privacy laws across the United States. And, you know, for a business that's not Facebook, Google, Amazon to be able to comply with that on their own is cost prohibitive. So uh, that's one place you can find us on Twitter. Where we put out a lot of the great content um, that Scott's mentioning uh, as well. So that's the best place to find us. You know, I also have to say your salesperson, your salesperson was really good because we came into the call with a okay. lot of questions because we weren't we weren't like fully indoctrinated or didn't fully know exactly right. what we didn't know. So I'd recommend people if they're listening to this, we did like a sales call. And it was very helpful. The lady was really nice and Great. informative. So that's another that's another alternative for for folks. Instead of just signing up, you can, I think you sign up and then you yeah. book a call, and it's, it's very informative. I'm glad you had a great experience. Yeah, awesome, man. Well, thank you for coming on. So awesome to yeah, be working totally. together again, and thank you for protecting Cruise's website and Cruise's privacy. This is and all our customers and the people who use thank our site. Thank you for making me have clean books. So yeah, <laughs> uh, thank exactly. you. I love it. All right, buddy. Thank you so much. All right. So when your troubles are mounting in tax or accounting, you go to Cruise. Founders and friends. It's Cruise Consulting. Founders and friends with your host, Scotty Old.